Well, Louisville was at a new and an open place. God was calling us to something new, but we didn't know what exactly. After some unsuccessful attempts at figuring that out, mostly led by me, and uh, gee, I don't know, we had some goals, but no idea where to start, uh, how, to, how to begin to unpack that. Then there was a single insight from God. See, our theology, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is that each and every believer has a spiritual gift from God. The word pas is used there, P-A-S, which means each, every, all, but kind of has the force of each and every one. They have gifts for the benefit of the body. They're different ones, but they complement and they're all to be used for the benefit of the body. We're expected to use them. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 4 calls it a stewardship. So the insight was this. That was the straight-up theology of it. If individual believers have spiritual gifts, is it possible for a church to have leanings towards spiritual gifts or a spiritual gift. For years, Louisville had hosted dinners for other organizations, Camp Wildwood, Le Bon Nouvelle, the Pregnancy Resource Center. Louisville would cook the meal. They would set up, they would cook the meal, serve the meal, and clean up after. We had the church version of a gift of hospitality. But how could God ever use that in our community? Well, let's start with a text. John chapter 13, 1 to 17. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Jesus said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. Now when he had washed their feet and put on the outer garments and resumed his place, 
He said to them, Do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. One Sunday, we heard there was going to be a march. The community arena, the K arena, was going to be closed. It was named after Councilman Harold Kay, who was a member of Louisville. But it was the only arena in the community, and so people from the community were marching to oppose the closing. We decided to march with them, and all we did was walk with signs that said, Save the K. We were asked why we were doing that, and we said, well, we're part of the community, and this is our community arena, and we don't want it close, so we're marching too. Now, Christmas time at Louisville was always a big banquet. We would have a Saturday night banquet. Everyone would dress up. We would have a full turkey dinner. We would have gifts. We would have treats. We would have a special speaker and special music, and um, it was a pretty big to-do. We decided that year that what we were going to do was forego our banquet. And instead, we were going to do something different. We were going to have a breakfast for the K. The Save the K committee needed money. So we said, here's what we'll do. We'll take the money from the banquet. We'll provide breakfast. We'll have pancakes and sausage and syrup and juice and, and tea and coffee and so on. And the community can come. We'll feed them free and they'll put donations, you know, one of those big jugs that water comes in and just put your money in there. Well, we couldn't have imagined what would happen. The mayor of Moncton came, the deputy mayor of Moncton came, councilors came, our local MLA came, and we raised funds and we gave it to the Save the K committee. Two things come out of that. That morning, we had uh, someone at one of the tables, I, I just went over to say hi, and I sat down with them a minute, and uh, this lady leaned over to me and she said, why would you do this? I said, do what? And they said, hold this breakfast. And I said, well, the Save the K committee needs money, and this is one way we can do it. So we did it. One of our faithful people grew up here, has served here, her family serves here, walked up to me that morning when we were still wiping maple syrup off the tables and said this, 
Every week we come to church. But today, we are the church. Do you see the movement there? We had now come to the place of being here to serve. When they opened the new K Community Center, I got an invitation to be there. Here's the lesson, one of them anyway. Observation number one. When we present to God a heart to serve, he will provide the opportunities. Verse three, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he washed feet and said, I washed, you wash too. Jesus said, do this. Well, here to serve got exercised quite a bit. We have a daycare just up the road. It is still there. But in the day, there was a tire center across the street. And one day, the tire center caught fire, and the wind was blowing just wrong, and all of the smoke, that acrid, black, thick tire smoke, blew across the street and blew right through that daycare, and it fouled the paint, it fouled the toys, it fouled the, the flooring, everything. And they couldn't take children into that environment. Oh, we were sitting in a meeting, and uh, we were saying, it, it's too bad they wouldn't give us a call because if they'd give us a call, they could use our building through the week. They could meet here. And someone else in the meeting says, well, what are we waiting for? Instead of waiting for them to call us, why don't we call them? I left the meeting. I went right up to my office. I called the number at the daycare. It was 7, 8 o'clock at night. Didn't expect to find anybody there, but the owner was there. And I told her who I was, and I told her what we were offering. She said, I'll be right there. She came in through the door, threw her arms around me, called me her angel. First time in my life I'd been called an angel. I've been called lots of things. Angel's not one of them. And for weeks, they met here with their children. When their place was all cleaned up and they went uh, back to full time there, one Sunday they showed up to church as a staff in mass, 25 or 30 of them, with a, a framed plaque of thank you. We were officially here to serve. But our MLA got onto the bandwagon. We had had ongoing conversations with him, and his office got to the point where they would call us when there were families who had been put out by a fire or needed something. And we found ourselves here to serve by serving these families. One spring, you know, there's the old thought that when it's 
when the clock goes, uh, I guess it's forward, it's time to change the batteries in your smoke detector. So we ordered hundreds of nine volt batteries and went door to door in the Louisville community, handing them a battery and saying, don't forget to change the battery in your smoke detector. Well, who are you? Well, we're Louisville Baptist Church. We just care for our community. We were here to serve. We got word that the Louisville Middle School needed band instruments. And trying to get money from the government for band instruments can be a bit of a challenge, so since we were beginning to understand what it meant to be here to serve, we decided we'd revisit that breakfast thing. So the band was on this platform, on this stage. Again, we served pancakes and sausages, and we invited the community to come. And this time, when they put money in the big water jug, the money went to Louisville Middle School to help them buy band instruments. Around that time, there was another pivotal moment. We used to say that we were to prepare for rain. You know, make preparations before the rain actually comes. A phrase was, act like the church you want to be. So we were moving towards staffing in that direction. In May of 2009, we had a business meeting on a Saturday morning. And here's the problem. Children's ministry had outgrown their small space downstairs. And so we said, okay, we need to do two things. Every summer we would move to the gym because the gym was air conditioned. We said, this year when we move, we're not going to move back. We're going to meet in the gym and the children's ministry can meet in the old sanctuary. We'll make some changes to it. Here's the kind of thing God did in that. We had one man who came to me after that business meeting on a Saturday morning and said, I don't think we ought to do this. And I said, well, you know, we're going to vote Monday night. Why don't we all just go home and pray about it and think about it? And so we did. Monday night, he came to me before the meeting started, and he said, Pastor Gord, I've been praying about it, and this is the right thing to do. We need to do this. And so that night, a couple of things were decided. One, we would move down here to meet for worship, and we would never move back up there again. And it was carried by a unanimous vote. We also agreed that we were going to buy land because we were only going to be able to expand so long before the building would hamper the ministry. And by the way, we're in those days now. 
But here's the thing. Some people were really committed to the sanctuary. But in order for us to move forward on our here-to-serve trajectory, some sacred cows had to die. There's no easy way to say that because change, especially big change, costs. It always does. But our people were willing to take it on. Second observation, verse 8. Peter says to Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I don't wash you, you have no share with me. Jesus chose the job of washing feet. Here's a principle. When you're in a here-to-serve mentality, there is no job that's too big, too small, or too dirty for Jesus to use. No job too big, too small, or too dirty for Jesus to use. We had a team of us who used to go by twos to Arnold H. McLeod. Every week, we took turns and served children at the breakfast club. We made toast. We poured cereal into bowls and gave them milk and juice to drink. Not very fancy. Just being here to serve. showing love to these children by feeding them. Something else, we had a yard sale. The yard sale looked like this. This entire gym would get cleared out. We would get tables from Bob Lee and we would put them end to end, row upon row here in this gym. And people would bring their junk from home, sorry, their treasures from home. And it was everything from books to toys, to stuff from the kitchen, to furniture, to sports equipment, to all kinds of things landed here. And we had volunteers who would come here and spend the whole week pricing things out, making sure things were arranged well. And on Saturday, the Saturday of March break, we would have a huge indoor yard sale. It got to the point that people would line up at the front door waiting to get in. Here's the thing. We raised thousands of dollars every time. And we didn't keep a dime. We gave it to the little boy and his family from Arnold H. McLeod. He had a brain tumor. They were making trips to the IWK. And it was costing them money they didn't have. So we called his mother to a meeting at the school. And we put a check for 56 hundred dollars in her hand. 
We gave money to Camp Wildwood. We used it for a missions trip to Albania. We gave it to Teen Challenge, all because we were here to serve. It was not about us. We were learning about the power of serving when it's placed into the hands of God. Third observation was that we couldn't follow Jesus without serving. Verses 14 to 17, Jesus says this, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So we served. We got to the point where we could stand up in front of our people and say, here's a here to serve opportunity. And everyone understood what it meant. Christmas time, Louisville Middle School, their teachers were to the point of buying school supplies for their children out of their own pockets. And so we issued an invitation. We need paper. We need construction paper. We need scissors and glue and markers and colored pencils and on and on and on and on. And we gathered a huge stockpile of materials. We put them in a big box. We wrapped it up in Christmas paper. We took it up to the front door of Louisville Middle School and set it on the walk outside the door. And then we called the school and said, there's something waiting for you out front. And so it took the form of school supplies for children and their teachers. See, some people think that unity comes from, you know, the old sitting around the campfire, holding hands, singing kumbaya, that that's how you get to unity. Ephesians 4, verse 3, tells us that we are to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity doesn't come from aiming for unity. Well, where does it come from? When everyone is pushing on the same side of the rock toward the same goal, here to serve in the same direction, unity is the byproduct that comes from that. Another way of expressing it is this. When everyone is foot washing, the foot washers experience a bond because we're all on the same foot washing team. Well, we were seeing good things, but I reached a point where I thought I was done here. And I thought I better take some time and be sure. Friend had a cottage on the south shore of PEI within sight of Confederation Bridge. He let me use it for a few days. I took walks, I read, I drank coffee, I made meals, I cleaned up, I went to bed early. Four days, not 
a word from God. My journal at the end of day four, please God, may I hear from you. Start of day four, five. First words in that journal. I heard the Lord this morning. By the time that morning was over, I knew that God had heard me. I had a renewed sense of mission for Louisville, and I knew I was staying a while longer. And then remember the whole idea of preparing for rain? Well, it started to rain. And before long, we were in two morning services and we were growing into the church we wanted to be. Here to serve. God bless you. We'll see you next time.